The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it's going down tonight. I have uh, a lot of my good friends in studio. Um, we just love doing the question and answers, and a lot of you guys have been submitting them through our DMs on social media or emailing us, and we have a list. So we're going to try to go through as many as possible, but we want to make sure that we get into the nitty-gritty yeah. and give people life application through the scripture so that they could go out and live this stuff out. You know, one of the first questions that came in, oh, I forgot, I got to announce everyone that's in studio. I got Christina in studio, I got Damien in studio, and I got Sean McKeon in studio. You didn't say her last name. I'm not saying it. <laughs> I always mess it up. It's an Indian last name. India, I, like well, as in dots. Well, it's India. actually French-Canadian. My mother's Indian, but my dad's French, so it's like the French and Indian War, but... Not really. The French not- and Indian War happens within me all the time because it's like, but it's okay. You were waiting for me. I, was waiting. I, I, I saw you laugh. You were, you were looking down, like ready to laugh, but I didn't do it. I'm not doing it. So I've, a lot of you guys have listened to this show. When we get in here, I always uh, mess up her name. So I'm not going to do it today. I'm done. I'm done with you. I know. I'm done with you. Well, you know what? Hey, speaking of you, I'm going to plug in an event that you're with since we're yes. talking about you. Um, let's talk about this new uh, women's event you've got going on for young girls. For the whosoever's or for the for conference? The, the, the I'm doing? flyer, the conference. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, for the whosoever's, we're doing. Um, should we talk about that one too? Yeah, plug it. Okay. So um, we're currently working on a graphic for a one night girls event we're launching for the whosoever's called Dead Hearts Arise. Mm-hmm. Super stoked for that. That's an upcoming. But, anyways, um, that's a one night event. But on April 1st and 2nd, I'm hosting a young women's conference. It's a free event at Calvary Chapel, Monrovia. And Sonia Trujillo from Calvary Chapel, South Los Angeles, Marlene Barba, you guys know her, and myself are going to be speaking. Two-day event, my friend Faith Wake is going to be doing worship, and so it's a free event. Bring your girls. It's like junior high to young adult, so be there or be square. Yep, get down there, there invite go. them all, and come down. Well, I'm excited for that event. We'll plug that, but also the, the whosoever's mm-hmm. young girl stuff. You've been traveling around doing a lot of stuff yeah. uh, with young girls, and we've been just seeing the party pack. You just did one at Godspeed Church, and that looked crazy. Yeah, I have another one I'm Balloons doing tomorrow. Balloons and unicorns and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm doing another one tomorrow, another one next month, and a girls' conference this summer at my church. So Keep yeah. doing it. Look yeah. up Christina on uh, social media and follow her and show up at her events. You guys yeah. will be encouraged. All right, let's get into the questions. So there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. You guys have seen the news, right, with uh, Ukraine uh, currently and Russia. And when we look at these things, you know, we obviously know that these are the signs of the times that the Bible, that Jesus actually talked about. And we got, you know, uh, Daniel, Ezekiel, we got uh, Revelations, we got all this uh, Bible prophecy stuff that talks about the invasion of Israel um, in the last days. And these are just all the birth pains that are, that are going on. But one of the questions is, how do you stay calm knowing that all this stuff is, is going on? And I'll start it. Who wants to start it up? You know, I think it all comes down to knowing the truth of God's word. You know, Jesus, when he's talking about um, what we're seeing in our world today, wars and rumors of wars, knowing what it's going to take place in the last day, he tells us as believers that we shouldn't be uh, uh, unaware and also to that, that generation to, to not be deceived. The Lord has given us the, the totality of the Word of God. 
And you brought up great texts, right? The, the book of Daniel, the book of Matthew, um, what we have in the Thessalonians. We can find comfort in scriptures. We are to encourage one another. Uh, you know, the Beatles had the, the song back in the day that was, you got to admit it's getting better. And it's getting better all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But in reality, when you look at Bible prophecy and we see the end times, the Bible says that things are going to continue getting darker and darker and darker towards Mm -hmm. the end. And in the midst of it, we pray. We pray for revival. We pray for God to touch lives of people. Well, God can move, right? Uh, When you look in the Old Testament and the story of Jonah, God was going to bring judgment upon Nineveh. They were ripe for judgment. But as the people repented, God held back his judgment at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even though things in the world is chaotic, we need to continue preaching the gospel. We've got to keep on living out the gospel and knowing that God is in control of the days and the times that we're living in today. Mm-hmm. We can still find hope in the, the crazy turbulence of this world. Do you have anything you want to say to this? Yeah, um, I think it's all a matter of knowing God, knowing who God is. Um, when we look at the scripture... Um, And when we look at the scripture, particularly in reverse, and we take a look at Revelation at the end, we see the victory in Christ. We see a new heaven. We see a new earth. Mm -hmm. We see all of these things that are coming to pass. Mm -hmm. And then we see um, at the beginning of Revelation all the things that are going to unfold. We see the epistles um, that we're supposed to govern our lives by, that the Holy Spirit works in us to conform us to the image of Christ. We see the gospels that Jesus is pointing to all the things that Mm -hmm. are going to come. We see the prophets pointing to all the things that must come. We see the histories of Israel. We go all the way back to Genesis, and we see where the world fell into chaos. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of that is knowing that God is faithful. Every word that God Mm -hmm. has spoken, it's as good as done. Mm -hmm. It will surely come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so he who has called you, um, he will not forsake you. He who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion. And it's all a matter of, I mean, faith is, is the impetus by which we are saved. We're saved by grace through faith, but faith is also the way in which we walk. We walk by faith, not by sight. Mm -hmm. Um, The just shall live by faith. And so really it is uh, faith that allows us to overcome all of these things in the world. It is a confidence in Christ. It is Mm -hmm. a continually growing, um, not in a superficial knowledge, because of course there are all these um, cliches of who we think God is, but it is really getting down to the person of who God is, fearing the Lord. In Isaiah 8.13, he says, uh, "'Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself.'" And let him be your fear and let him be your dread. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all true knowledge. And so when we truly sanctify the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies, and when we know who God is, when we come before God and really truly reverence him and fear him, we can be free from every other fear, um, whether it's a fear of suffering, a fear of death. Um, mm-hmm. it, it makes no difference because he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And so we can look to the scripture and I just second that. Just um, this is where our hope is because God has laid it all out it's, for us. It's knowing God. Knowing it's, God. It's having that relationship and knowing God. Because when you look at what's going on with the – I mean, honestly, I, I get a little anxiety going, what's going to happen in America? Hmm. Here we are. We have this president in, in power. He's not really doing much, not to get political or anything, but that's just the facts. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to Taiwan? You know, we have, we have an American base there. And what about the Taiwanese people? You know, yeah. with China and then and then with Ukraine, with these a lot of them, they said that 80 percent of them we've heard earlier that 80 percent of them are Christians uh, in Ukraine. What about these these daughters, these sons? You know, you start feeling this burden for them. But it goes back to knowing that 
God is in control. This isn't like something new, mm. you know, like, oh, shoot, Russia is invading uh, Ukraine. What am I going to do? God knows. And we have to know that this is, this is part of the plan and who God is of the scriptures and trust that he's in control and by faith believing in that. Because if not, if you're not in the word and you're not renewing your mind and you don't know the word, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to be stressed. You're going to, we could all get caught up in that, easy. you know, easy. easy. But we have to bring our mind into Christ um, and just know the word of God because he will, he will speak to us through these times and um, just give us that, that faith and that peace. Even things could get, um, you know, a little sketchy at times, you know. Um, Christina, let's, I'm going to go to the next one. Um, how can, one person wrote in and says, how can I be a light and a witness to my unsaved friends? I feel so broken uh, for them, but do not know their approach. I, it's basically, they don't, she doesn't want to be pushy. So how can she be a light to her friends? I mean, you work, you know, you're, in the, you, you're a plus size model and you work in, uh, in LA with a lot of modeling agencies and um, you're, uh, you work with a lot of famous photographers and different people that are, are atheists, um, transgender, etc. Um, how do you how do you operate in that place and just love on them? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that people that I often tell people is that the one thing that people can't question is your life in your walk with Christ. Like that was when you look at the book of Daniel, you know, like what is the one thing like he, here it, it is, you know, in a very pagan time, like when, you know, quote unquote Babylon had taken over. Right. When you look at Esther's life, when you look at Daniel's life and Joseph's life, it's like God always has a way of kind of raising up these like underground people. Kind of like me think of like the underground rock bands. I know that you're in a band. You think of like these <laughs> underground people that God raises up. And Daniel, the one thing that they couldn't question was his integrity and his walk with God, you know, and just like who he was. And it was his life that was a witness to a very pagan king. It was Joseph's life that was a witness to a very pagan king. It was like God always used their lives and their devotion to Christ. And so when I think of Daniel, the one thing that, you know, to answer this question is, to continually be in the word, continually live a life that's above reproach, continue to live an uncompromised life. Even I was listening to a recent message that your dad's going through right now, you know, like through the Timothy series. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, you know, like with Christians, if they see, if someone sees you, um, that you believe in Christ, but then you're at a restaurant and you're like drinking a, a beer, you know, mm-hmm. out in public. And there's a new believer that sees that, like, mm-hmm. what kind of witness is that going to be to them? You know, like if, if you're, a, a believer and someone sees you cussing or out vaping or smoking weed or or talking bad about people like that's not a good witness and reflection of christ and it's often because of people's bad examples that people are like well that's a bad christian you yeah. know so the best thing to do is just live out what it really means to be a christian you know and to look at biblical examples of that like with how paul encouraged timothy mm-hmm. like but I just finished first and second Timothy this last week, you know, and Paul just told Timothy, you know, let your life be an example, you know, in a pure conduct, you know, in a good conscious, like, and it's just all about walking the, the straight and narrow path uncompromised for Christ that people will see Christ in you, you know, and in your life and in your walk. I was thinking about Meshach, uh, was it Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego? Yeah. Just thinking about those guys where they were, they were there in the king's quarters and they didn't compromise. Mm-hmm. And um, people want to see, they want to see a difference in you. You know, if you're saying you're a Christian, that means we're Christ-like. Um, they want to see a difference in you. You can't just say you're a Christian, but then yeah. act a fool or, or, or 
you know, because then there's no difference. And that's the thing that really annoys me too with, you know, there's a lot of these, these, uh, there was like that scene with all like the, like the hipster, like, uh, the whole hipster church, uh, thing blew up and it was, it was like, you know, I was, I'd go out to LA to like a show, I'd go see a band or whatever. And just, some of these guys were at these, like these, these big churches that were popping off in LA, but they're all smoking and drinking out front yeah. and cussing. Cause like I meet up like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I forget. It was some like metal or some hardcore band. It was a Christian hardcore band. I was seeing up in, in Hollywood. I, I, the great, the great commission. Great, great commission. You probably, I don't know. They're called the Great Commission. We've had them here. And I was seeing them yeah. play. They're cool. But some of the guys that were going, they're all smoking and drinking and cussing out front. And like, oh, yeah, we go to this church out here. And and, I'm, and turns out, you know, the, the, the church is like doing live art during the show. And it's like a whole like, I'm like, do they even preach the word or anything? <laughs> no, it was like, a, it sounded like a circus, you know. <clears throat> but here they are. And they're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And I'm like, dude, think about these guys going out and being representatives of Christ. Saying they're a Christian, but yet there's no difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be set apart. Mm-hmm. You know, not religious like, you know, oh, I don't do this because I, and I'm a Christian. No, do it because you love God and what God's done in you and through you. He wants to transform you. Yeah. And that's where you have that peace and that joy. And um, you can hear God's voice when you're not caught up in sin. That's the only thing that clogs up the, uh, the signals from God. But it's living it out, basically, right? Mm-hmm. They just, they, they see like our, our, our guy, um, this guy was doing some construction at my house. And he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, y- you never cuss. Why? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and he's like, cause he knows like our lifestyle where we come from the same skate, yeah. skate industry, but he's like, you know, he's like, you, you don't cuss. That's so funny. Like, what's up with that? And I'm like, well, you know, I used to cuss a lot. You know, I, I try to make a habit not to cuss. God is like starting to trans, he's been transforming me, but they had to see just the cussing thing made me different to mm-hmm. him. Why not? Well, because I, I'm, I'm a Christian now and I don't. I want to make a habit of these these kind of things. So there has to be some kind of of, of difference. But people should just be able to see your life and know there's there's something uh, different about you. All right, here we go. This is a good one. How can I trust uh, in God when it seems like every time I pray, my prayers aren't being heard? Hmm. Any one of you? Anyone? You? Anyone you? It doesn't um, matter. Wild West. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Um, well, firstly, the scripture should be the, the governor of our prayers, right? We pray ourselves into the will of God. We need to um, look to the scripture because there are some people who, if they are not well-versed in the scripture and do not understand who God is, they can be praying for something that is totally um, antagonistic to the Christian walk. Um, but we, there are certain prayers that we are going to be praying that, Long after we're gone, God will still be answering. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. sowing seed, um, and um, we need to understand that it's not even when we plow a field, we plant the seeds. It takes water, it takes sunlight, it takes an increase. Paul says, "I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase." Um, and so, when it comes to prayer, um, we must be persistent in prayer, and we must be yielding to the Word of God. Um, a study of the Lord's Prayer will um, give us a great confidence in this because it starts off, hallowed be thy name. Mm -hmm. And when your prayers are primarily and principally focused on the glory of God, um, you can have peace in knowing that it doesn't, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so he doesn't answer prayer. Like, okay, I prayed that God would make me a praying man and he completely destroyed my life (laughs) so that I would be on my knees in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's easy to think, man, this isn't working, but that's exactly the way that God works in us because he says that 
um, you must decrease and I must increase. Mm-hmm. And so this is really the this is really the um, the plan for all prayer is that Christ is to be conformed in us. We are be, to be conformed to the image of Christ. And so um, it's a matter of faith. And you know, Jesus says um, in that parable in Luke eleven, he says if a neighbor goes. And comes and asks you for bread in the middle of the night. You turn him away. He keeps coming. He keeps coming. He, he tells us these things so that we would have a great confidence. It says in Hebrews that we should go boldly to the throne of mm-hmm. grace, right? That we might mm-hmm. find grace and obtain mercy to help in time of need. It says that we have right standing with God because of faith in Christ. And so we have access by this grace wherein we stand. And so it is a mighty thing, firstly, to go before the Lord of heaven and earth, mm-hmm. and to know that we're not just throwing up these vapid things and these wish lists, but yeah. really we're going before the God who is from everlasting to everlasting. Yeah. Um, he's the Lord of glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when the disciples, when John in the book of Revelation is face to face with the Lord that he loved, mm-hmm. he goes face down in fear, and Jesus tells him to mm-hmm. fear not. Um, but we need to know who we're going to, mm-hmm. and I think that that will begin to consecrate a certain confidence in us and bring us to a place of humility um, to where we can truly say, Thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about this prayer thing a little bit more. Um, because, you know, there's also times, well, first of all, Revelation talks about, you know, our, our, our prayers are sweet smelling aroma mm-hmm. in the throne of God. So He will answer them. Um, According to his will, like our prayers, not our will, but your will be done. So when it's time for that prayer to be answered, it will be done. Just like when you're praying for like a prodigal son or mm-hmm. you're praying for a wife or a husband or, you know, these prayers. Remember, God's not a genie like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember going, I mean, I used to call Sean and I was like, like I used to like girls and like to have sex. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm a Christian. I'm not having sex and not with any girls for five years. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I'm going to die out here, right? You know? It was gnarly. Yeah. And I remember, and, and I've always had a girl around me, so that was like my partner to go hang out and have a good time, right? And now here I am being separated, waiting on God, and it was, it was brutal. But also, during that process, God had to do the cleanup process in me before he could bring that girl. And my girl wasn't even ready for me at that time. She was, God had to take her on a whole journey to get her to a place in her life to where she was ready to fall in a relationship with me. So she wasn't even ready, but God had to answer that prayer in his timing. So sometimes we are like, why isn't God answering our prayer? Oh, he is. But you don't understand, like, he, like we were saying, he's, he, he's out of time. He knows when the time is that that wife or husband needs to come into your life or when that job, that career needs to come into your life. But what happens, it's about our character. He has to work on our character and develop us into that time when he's going to take us into that new job or that new band or that new career or whatever it is or, you know, whatever it is. We have to trust that God yeah. is is working. Hmm. So prayers are important. And the other thing is, is it even his will? Are we praying? Like, you know, we've heard Chuck Smith talk about, like, you know, I don't give my kids candy because it's bad for my kids, right? Mm-hmm. I can't just give my, can- my kids candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Why? Diabetes, obesity, rotten teeth, etc. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, when you're praying for stuff, is it aligned with God's will for your life? Because God's not going to give you something that's going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, if you, like, some people, if they get, like, millions of dollars... They're going to end up dead in a hotel somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it has to be aligned with his will. You yeah. want to say something? Yeah, I think um, one of the 
um, perspectives I've always loved is we look, we look at Paul, right? A man of God that was used in powerful ways. Uh, 14 epistles he wrote, if you add the book of Hebrews, the book of Romans is my favorite book of the Bible. Um, I think there's so much, uh, so, so much impact that has come from that letter. But you got to understand, like, Paul's writing to Rome, like the, uh, the, the, and during that time, the ruling empire at that time. But as he's writing that, he had never been to Rome. And he says, my desire is to come to you. I desire to. He had gone everywhere up to that particular time. His prayer was to go to Rome. But during that time, and when you were at the book of Romans, he was a believer for over 20-some years. Hadn't been to Rome. But he would eventually go to Rome. But how did he go to Rome? He went to Rome in handcuffs. It would be the place that he would eventually be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, before that time of his prayer not being answered, he had done ministry and impacted many people's lives. And you go back to the timing. You know, sometimes it's just not the timing. Um, and we, we got to trust in God that he knows that the best from the beginning to the end. Sometimes it's a no. You go through the book of Acts, you see that. You see a desire to go in one particular location, and then the Holy Spirit would forbid them. They would, the Holy Spirit would close a door. Then they would come to a place where they were falsely accused or arrested in Philippi. It looked like it was a closed door, but it was an opportunity to preach the gospel to a jailer and to his family. And so we have to realize, and I, men of God, women of God that grow in a relationship with God, they, they grow in patience. You know, you look at the book of James. Everybody wants patience. You know, we live in a fast-paced society. Lord, give me patience. And <laughs> how do you get patience? The Bible says through trials. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they prepare you. They test you. You look at the uh, um, John, James and John. Uh, who's, we, uh, it's one perspective says that the mom went up to Jesus and said, hey, let it be James be on one side of you, John on the other. Remember Jesus' response, you don't know what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people want, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a missionary. I want to be this. Those are all great desires of your heart and it's not even a no but maybe god has to do a refining work like you were talking about with you and crystal before he opens up that door that season of your life Mm -hmm. so you have to really uh the the waiting upon god you hear that before nobody really likes that phrase that's the worst part that's the worst part but (laughs) it is a very important it's a very important thing in your life you don't want to get ahead of god (laughs) and we can get ahead of god we Mm, we really can abraham did in the old testament we can and when you get ahead of god you make things more difficult than they have to be Yep, and just wait and trust and let him trust the process. Trust it and wait, and uh, he will reveal at that yeah. time. He will answer prayers. He will open doors. And when God opens doors and stuff, when he answers prayers, it's like you're blown away. You're like, Seamless. what? Mm-hmm. Seamless. So easy. Yes. So easy. But then the frustration comes from trying to open that door that's not open, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um, speaking of Romans, uh, the next question is someone wrote in, um, you were talking about in my book when I when I'm trying to fight the body appetites of flesh, that I'm just going to church every day. Well, the reason why I was going to church every day is because I was going to church. It wasn't just because I was in church, trying to be a good boy. I was going to church because I was learning the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So the question was, what other things can you do besides go to church every day if you're trying to fight the things of the flesh? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even like, you know, yesterday, last night we have... My junior high girls, we were talking, and we were talking about purity. And this series I'm doing it for the girls' nights at my church. We're, we're doing, like, a purity series. 
and we just were talking about, you know, just that verse in Matthew where it talks about, you know, like the eye is the lamp of the body, you know, like what comes mm-hmm. in is going to f- make your whole body light. Or if you're putting darkness in, your whole body is going to be full of darkness. And I just was telling the girls, like, what are you listening to? Like, what are you watching? Like, what are you, who are you hanging around? Like all of those things, like even like with my life, like as a single person, and I know that God's calling me, called me to be married one day, but as a single person, like I'm very vigilant to protect my purity where like, to be honest with you, like I don't listen to non-Christian music. Like, like I don't watch that much TV. Like I finished watching like the Boba Fett series a couple days ago, you know, cause mm-hmm. I just like, that was the first time I turned on the TV in a really long time. Like I'm so vigilant in how I live my life because I, I don't want to leave. Like if you were to think of your life as like a hall of, of like doors, like the enemy will have access through the things that you watch, you know, like through music, that's an open door through, you know, what you watch your friends. Like I'm very vigilant with who I spend time with, who I talk to, who I allow to have access to my life, what I listen to, because I don't want to leave room for the enemy to have any open door in my life. And some people like Christians, they leave the door like unlocked or propped open. And then they compromise with, with this music or they compromise with watching you know, this rated R movie that says, you know, like sexual content, like, or whatever. And those things will plant images in your mind that you can't unsee. Mm-hmm. Like, and with so much that's out there now, like you can't unsee a lot of stuff that's out there. Like it's like soft porn in a lot of movies now. And with a lot of music, yep. like a lot of the lyrics, I'm like, because I'm so vigilant with how, with what I listen to, when I hear something that's even, you know, like a song, like one of my junior hires, like got access to the computer, sitting, played a song. And I was like, whoa, turn that off, dude. You know, we were like, because we don't love non-Christian music and he just got access to it. Is that when you just, it's almost like when you work out, right? It's like you eat clean and you live clean. Think of it spiritually. Like when you like live spiritually clean and you just live your life on that narrow road um, is how you'll be able to fight the body appetites. Like you have to starve the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's what God's called me to do. Like even in my singleness to, to save myself for my husband but in every way I do that you know with my mind because I don't want images in my mind I don't want lyrics in my mind I don't want um even on social media you know like if some guy like hits me up on social media my number one thing is that I block them like I'm like I don't like that kind of attention you know like even if it's a Christian guy sorry dude block you know and so yeah and all that stuff all the images because the eyes are like the body all those yeah. images and everything you're listening to and putting in your heart yeah. Garbage in, garbage out, as yeah. we talked about before. Yeah. And you take all that into your marriage. Yeah. Regardless. It's just, it, you know, yeah. all that, all the girls I've ever slept with, they're all in my mind, you know, yeah. unless I was too drunk or something. But really, that you take yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Pornography, the stuff you watched, you that's still For there, sure. you know. Yeah. But thank God that yeah. the word of God is true when he says he renews your mind. Mm-hmm. It, he washes it. It starts removing. Like a lot of it's gone now, but there's still stuff there but this is why you have to starve the flesh because you don't just keep putting in garbage if you have a cup and you keep putting in dirty water it's going to be dirty water you're never going to clean if you keep inserting it you Mm -hmm. know so um back to this question how what other things can i do you need to read the word of god there's only one thing Hmm. you read the word of god I went to church because I wanted to learn the word of god because the word of god it washes your mind it washes Mm -hmm. your brain it renews your mind You won't be able to stop doing the sin if you're not plugged into the power, if you're not plugged into the word. Because through conviction, through the Holy Spirit and the scriptures, the Bible's a mirror. When you read it, it's a mirror. You're literally looking at your life and you're going, dang, 
I need to change some things. But the Bible in James, it, doesn't, it says, don't look at the mirror, see what you look like, and then walk away and continue sinning. You look in your mirror, man, my hair's messed up. My lips busted up. I need to like fix my face and I need to go about my business. You need to change. You don't just look at the mirror, say you busted up and keep living your life of sin. So what would I say to you? Get a Bible, read through it. If you can't go to church every day, tune in to studies, read, let it transform you. And that's the only thing that will transform the work of the flesh and you'll start living that life of the spirit. There's no other way. You can't do it. So we got a, we about a, got a minute and a half left. Um, so before we uh, go to break, I'm going to plug some stuff. We got, a, we got an event going on. Here, where's the camera? Check this out. You see that? We're going to be doing our Whosoever's uh, Unbelievable movie premiere and concert with Lacey Sturm. She's the lead singer from Flyleaf. She has her own solo band. And I think she was the first solo artist on the girls' charts, women's charts, to hit number one. So this is her uh, this is her deal. It's going down on uh, March 27th, 3.30 p.m. We're going to have food and stuff. We've got an In-N-Out truck. It's going to go down. And then at 5 p.m., we're going to do the film screening. But we're going to invite all of our friends to come out and party. It's free. It's all ages, live performance, and the movie premiere. The film is literally, it's a, it's a film on faith. So you're going to get discipled. You're going to get encouraged. And um, it's just going to be uh, it's just going to be an awesome time to come out. Go to thewhosoevers.com. Book us to come out in Easter. We're going to be in, uh, where are we going to be at? In Texas at the Wildcatter uh, uh, Saloon. We got invited to come um, basically share the gospel at a bar. You know, we just, well, I, I thought I heard it all, but then they're like, it's Easter. It's like a whosoever's thing, right? You believe in Jesus? You guys can come talk about Jesus at our bar, and they have about 400 people showing up. So uh, we're going to go out down there with Head and um, I guess give the gospel on Easter at a bar. So that's going to be. Um, that's going to be pretty interesting to do. So go to whosoever's.com, contact us, invite us out, and we're going to be uh, stoked to come out and uh, do some outreaches at your guys', um, I don't know, city, states, wherever you're at. So we love you. We'll talk to you guys in two minutes right after the break. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. To the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we're back. I got uh, Sean McKean in studio, Damien and Christina, and I'm not saying your last name. But um, right before the show, we've just been answering a bunch of questions. It's been it's been amazing, man. Thank you guys for for being on. Uh, got to keep this keep this thing flowing. Get you guys on to continue to answer questions. This is just that life application stuff, practical living stuff yes. that people need to know. And you know. It's like people want the magic pill of like, I, I want to live a good life. I want to hear from God. Um, I want to stop sinning. I want to do it right. Genuinely, they want to do that, right? We all want to do that. But there's only one way there can be a transformation process is literally through the Word of God. And you might look at the Bible just like, oh, yeah, it's a book. Like, what, How can a book change my life? It's a supernatural book. You know, you, like you got Harry Potter. We've talked about this before. They have their book of spells, their magic book. This is a spiritual book. In a sense, that is a spiritual book. It's darkness, but this is the spiritual book of lightness. And as you have Jesus Christ in you, you have the Holy Spirit, the personal Holy Spirit in you, and you're reading the Bible, it actually comes alive and things change. You have to know the word. That's the only thing that will change your life. And this is why we continue on the show to push people to the word and show you how relevant it is. I mean, we were talking about end time stuff, right? 
what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Go read the Bible. It talks <laughs> about this stuff thousands of years ago. It's called Bible prophecy. You know, as you read, you learn God has has given you, uh, given us this book. There's a... Uh, What's that thing? It says the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Someone told me about that, right? Have yeah. you heard that? Yeah, before leaving, I've heard that somewhere. Uh, but it's true. Like literally, he gives us everything we need to know, and you just read it from back to front, and he'll speak to you, and he'll give you that peace. He'll give you that rest through faith. He'll give you that grace and instructions mm-hmm. how to operate while we're here on planet Earth. Right. I mean, you know, we've talked yeah. about this. This is the party. Right. Mm. But, you know, as you grew up in L.A., it's all about the after party. Right. Mm. So the after party is in heaven for mm. eternity. But we're here at this time at this party. We're here to encourage our friends. We're supposed to lead them to the Lord to get everyone to the after party, mm. which is eternity. Mm. No more weeping. No more na- no more uh, pain. No more sorrow. And we will live forever. And you're not going to float around on some little uh, cloud with a harp or anything like that. I mean, if you want, I'm sure God can make arrangements, but uh, it's going to be amazing. But this is why we're going to continue to point you guys to the word so God can speak to you and you can have an intimate, personal relationship uh, with him through his voice. So let's keep the party going here. So what's your thoughts here? This is another question. What's your thoughts on the state of the world today? It seems like everywhere you turn, bad things are being advertised as good and good things are unpopular. So where's that in Timothy? You know, uh, there'll be lovers of themselves. Good will be evil. Evil will be good. Um, Who wants to speak into this first? I'll just say there's a few things you guys can like follow up. I mean, it seems, I mean, I got, I came to the Lord in 2004 and, you know, we the lifestyle that, that we live, Ryan, for so many years, I mean, we've seen some dark, crazy things for sure, lived wild. What's turned in our world over the last few years, um, it just seems like it's becoming more and more common to accept immorality on every, every platform yeah. that it's elevated through our school systems, through government, mm-hmm. uh, through media. All to the extremes of different lifestyles. I think it's just very obvious. And all these lifestyles, you know, are ones that are in complete rebellion to to the Lord. And the things of of God's word is truth. And so we we see a world in chaos. We see the immoral decay that's there. And what whoever brought in the question, I think the, the first thing that comes to us is what Isaiah said in his time. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And that's why a, a lot of people they don't they want they don't want the things of God. They choose the things of the world. Uh, in the Book of Romans, again, I reference it many times. It says that what people do, the the the, the message of the gospel, it's, it's prevalent to everybody in the world. For the heavens declare the glory of God, but what man does is he tries to suppress the truth and unrighteousness, which just means to hold it down, to resist the truth of God, because the reality of who God is, the reality between of good and evil. I think is obvious in our world, but I think that the enemy, how he works is in deception, and he wants to blind the eyes of the people so they shall not see. Mm-hmm. And those are the days that we're living in today. Yeah. It's almost like they're, you know, not to sound conspiracy, yet all the, conspiracy have, all the conspiracies <laughs> have come true. Um, but uh, it's like programming. Mm-hmm. It's programming, and it's a, it's a gradual effect of, mm-hmm. of, of sin yeah. that is, it, it started off, Lights, like in the 80s. I mean, it's always been around. Let's not get wrong. In the 60s, they were running around, you know, naked and taking LSD and doing their thing. But uh, 
but the progression of programming, numbing the senses to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, pornography and, and the lyrics. I mean, think about the mu music in the 80s. The lyrics weren't even really, they were, they were kind of like singing along. They weren't even that bad. But then in the 90s and then now, I mean, you're like listening to pornography. You know, it's all slang, you know, yeah. for, for like you were talking about the other day in your junior high group. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's a gradual numbing of screen time and audio that is, is progressing people and, and numbing them um, to making what is bad good. Like, you remember you had that one Nike shoe come out with Little Nas. Well, that Little Nas video, remember that Little Nas video oh, that came out? That was brutal. I mean, mm. but yet, think about this. We're watching it, and we're believers, and we're like, dude, that was nuts. But think about kids that have grown up with Miley Cyrus hanging from a ball naked, Nicki Minaj with that album cover. I don't even know what it was called, but... Her, her, uh, she's like naked with her butt on the front cover, but it looks like the front cover of a porn, uh, hustler magazine when we were young. Yeah. Yeah. But think about if you're growing up in this, this world and a young kid and you're being desensitized, mm -hmm. just seeing the progression of that, this is nothing to you. Mm -hmm. You're just being desensitized. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and this is like what's popular. So making what is bad mm -hmm. good yeah. and being wholesome and trying to do what's right is, is bad. Mm -hmm. You guys can speak into this. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think uh, <clears throat> Satan plays the long game, right? He's been walking with men from the beginning mm -hmm. of time. He's not omnipotent, but um, he knows the heart of man. He knows that our inclination is toward darkness. He knows that we are. Um, that's why in Romans 1, Sean was talking about, um, it says they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish mm -hmm. hearts were darkened. They mm -hmm. looked to the creature more than the creator. Mm -hmm. um, and man will do anything um, not to look to God so that he will always be the pinnacle of what they would call evolution so that God, a man would always be his own God. Um, Satan comes as an angel of light. And so firstly, we're taught that tolerance, right? The idea of tolerance. And now tolerance has become celebration, which is what you see in the LGBT and all of those things. It's not a matter of tolerance. Now it is celebrated in the streets. We have a whole month dedicated mm -hmm. to such things. Um, and so it's just like Ryan is saying, it's a matter of conditioning. Um, it's a matter of, you know, Paul Washer, he teaches this message called What a Man is Not. And in it, he goes through a brief history of the United States, and he talks about um, this idea of a generational gap. And it wasn't something that existed before the 60s. Um, because in World War II, we lost our fathers. They went to the war. Mm -hmm. And not only that, mothers went into the workforce. Mm -hmm. The fathers came back. They were men of the Depression. Mm -hmm. And they had this desire to give their children everything that they didn't have. And not only that, but the mothers never came back home. They remained in the workforce. And so mm -hmm. the home became sort of a, a dormitory more than a place of growing, a place where the father is the high priest of his home, where the mother is, is uh, raising her children and, and being there. And so mm -hmm. we have this total attack on the family. And so now we see um, the fruits of that mm -hmm. unfolding right here. Okay, let me just say something before Christina says, because what, what he said right now was kind of going through my head too. It does come down to that. It comes down to the, the attack on the family. On the home, yeah. Um, family. And we, I mean, just think about it in our culture today. I mean, you can you have, can have videos out there. You can have people communicating things that you just know are wrong or they're just false. Like men can have babies. No, they can't. <laughs> like, and you can you can go so many. You have Olympic athletes that are men competing with women. Like, what are we doing? You have things that are going into our school systems. Educated teachers are speaking, 
and, and saying, and there are amazing teachers out there too. There, a lot of them are getting bombarded with a curriculum that's coming down to them and in these organizations. But this is the world that we're, we're living in, that they are removing truth. They're removing identity. They're, they're removing, and one thing that Satan has always come against is the creation. Yeah. The, the, the relationship between a man and a woman. God had created men different than a woman. You know, no matter what anybody tries to say in our day and age, too, that might be unpopular, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's true. Mm-hmm. And this culture, this world today, is facing the wrestling of these things that were so basic to us yeah. that it's crazy that it's just coming down like in droves. Sometimes you feel like you're watching an SNL skit mm-hmm. when you're watching television yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's just a crazy times I, that we're living in. i want to read this and then i'm gonna let you uh, uh you, guys uh, hit the nail you good head, dude, okay good. <laughs> um because you know we were talking about the bible basic basic instructions before leaving planet earth it gives you everything you need to know uh here's here's uh some scripture that was written in second timothy it talks about the dangers of the last days and this is the new living translation it says you should know this timothy uh, this is the last days there will be very difficult times for people will be love only themselves and their money They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them... Uh, them godly stay away from people like that think about i just thought this this picture of uh of um you know like at the awards at the grammys or like uh what the music awards and they go up and their songs just some gnarly lyrics i like to thank god for uh for uh you know the inspiration get, get me here and you know my family and this and that you know they all have this i want to thank god but they reject the power of it, yeah. you know, they're 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 false representatives, they're yeah. they're they're posers. But again, this is the Bible. Like when going back to this question, you know, what, what should we do? We're looking at the signs of the times. Dude, it's all here. Like as a Christian, I'm not shocked what's going on. I'm very I'm I'm a little pissed off what's going on with with Ukraine because these these parents and these these dads are leaving their daughters and their 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 sons to go to war and they're they're probably not going to see them again. It's a very mm-hmm. it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's horrible actually. It's very horrible. But yet, I'm not surprised. We know that Russia is going to come down to invade Israel. There has to be a pathway. It says that he's going to he's going to bring them down like a hook, bring them by their jaw down. He's going to mm-hmm. pull them down to do this. And um, now we see everything that's going on over in China. But at all of our directions, everything we need to know is is through the Scripture. He warns us. These are the signs of the times. But this is why we have to live the Great Commission. Be ready. Yeah, go for it. I actually it. have a thought on that. Um, just when you were talking about um, the, the life application that people are looking for, it's important to note that in the structure and the form of the epistles, there's always doctrine first, right? Mm-hmm. The doctrine is always chapters one, two, three, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then the application flows from the doctrine. Mm-hmm. I feel like a great many of these questions um, sometimes come from an idea of skipping the doctrine, going straight to the application. But it is the doctrine that fuels the application. It is understanding the cross. It is understanding all of these things. Mm -hmm. It is really knowing who God is and understanding the doctrines of our faith. Um, Even in Hebrews, he says, you've been believers so long, you should be teachers by now, but you need someone to teach you the elementary things Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of we want this application, we're looking for power over sin, but you can't have that without understanding 
all of the doctrines of mm -hmm. the faith and knowing. And it's not, I, you know, it's not this puffed up thing here. Mm -hmm. It's really looking on who Jesus is. You cannot come face to face with the Christ that is in the scriptures and ever be the same. Mm -hmm. um, he is the light of the world. And mm -hmm. so I think it's important mm -hmm. to just make that little sideline, to mm -hmm. understand that these epistles are written in a very specific form. They're spirit-inspired. Mm -hmm. And so when we look on Christ, it says in Isaiah, look and live, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to look. And it says in Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And really it's this idea of skipping that part and really looking for the power. But the power is in the person that we look to. Exactly. I just wanted to make that little. Yeah. It, <laughs> and that all goes back to the word. Mm -hmm. Knowing the word. You can't skip that. You can't get that magic yeah. little pill or that quick fix. Yeah. Um, that's the only way you can live. It's that crucified life. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's, going to the, it's, it's all about the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the cross daily. And you're going to mess up. We all mess up. We all have our bad days. Yeah. And we fall short and we just yeah. ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And we've said this many times before. We're not looking backwards mm -hmm. at our past life because we're not going that direction. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I kept looking back, dude, I'd be done. You got to keep looking forward. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what's forward? The cross, mm -hmm. the cross, Amen. the cross, the cross. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, uh, we got 10 minutes, 11 minutes. Um, let's see. If you can know one thing about God's future plans for your life, what would it be and why? Take your time. Not there too long. You, there you go, Christian. Yeah. Mm. Well, when's my wedding date? <laughs> 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 I know, but really. Um, you know, I think so many times, like even when we were talking about earlier, just with prayer, you know, I think when you come to a place in your walk with Christ where you're just like, God, like who you are, like you are my sufficiency, you know, and that what Christ did on the cross is enough, even if he doesn't ever answers any of your prayer. Like even for me, I know that I'm going to be married one day, even if God never brings that in my life, even if he never brings like my desire for marriage and children and all those things, even if he never does X, Y, and Z, which are good things, right? Like, and sometimes people are praying for that job or that home or that spouse or whatever. But even if God never brings those things in your life, like he is still good. And his character is still good. And he is still faithful because of what he's done on the cross. Mm -hmm. And I think when you live from that place where he is your sufficiency, like even with what Ryan talked about with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't walk in the fire expecting to be delivered. Mm -hmm. They walked in knowing that, okay, if, we're, if this is the end, this is the end. And God met them in that, you know, mm -hmm. and God delivered them. And so even when it comes to, you know, praying about your future, just like what um, – you know, Damien was saying is just, is just, is just praying, praying the will of God in your life, you know, mm -hmm. praying scripture, praying like God, I want it, I want this to be according to your scripture and according to your will. You know, that's one thing that I love even about Paul's life, you know, is that he, his life was all about the gospel. And even at this point in my life, you know, like I am a full-time missionary, like God, even if I never get married, I look at Amy Carmichael's life, you know, like her life was like poured out for the gospel. I see, mm -hmm. you know, like Ryan's mom, his life was poured out. Her life is poured out for the gospel. Kay Smith's life, her life is poured out for the gospel. And I'm like, Lord, if that is your will for my life is to be poured out for you. And I never get to that, like altar or whatever, like I'm good because you're enough for me, you know? And yeah. so I think as we just pray, all our all our prayers should just be according to the God's will, you know, and according and from that place of being sufficient. Because when we're sufficient in Christ, like we're satisfied whether our 
prayers are answered or not, Amen. you know? I'm, I'm going to hit you one more time yeah. with this question. Yeah. Is a sin to date someone even if you do not have intentions on marrying them? Because yeah. you're, 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 you're pointing to these girls right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like, like what, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of more like old school on my like approach to like courtship and marriage where I don't believe you should be in a relationship with someone or courting someone if you don't have the intention of marrying them because or else you're just like playing around. Like why would you be like courting someone or in a relationship with someone if you're not um, – if you don't have the intention of putting – of getting married to them, you know? It's like you see so many people now. They have like all these dating apps and people are like having sex with people like how they're changing their underwear. People are like dating a different person every night. Some of the conversations I have with people like, oh, I had sex with this person last week and I'm going out with someone this week. And I'm just like, imagine if you had a dating site when we were around. That would be bad, dude. It's especially you with a band. (laughs) It's bad. And seriously, it's true. It really is, which is why I just believe that that's why God created, um, you know, like that's why that's why he created like mm. sex was God's idea. And mm. but he was like, it's for the confines of marriage because there's covenant and protection there. And I'm always having these conversations with girls where they've given their bodies away to all of these guys that it's something so sacred and so personal that you can never get back, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a relationship and there is like a, and especially in courtship, you feel that's when you feel comfortable to share your heart with someone. But when you're just casually going out with this person and that person and you're sharing your heart with all these people, no wonder why we have a generation so sexually messed up and confused. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they're like, well, I've given it away, so what's the point? You know. And so, yeah, dude, don't be in a relationship with someone unless you have the intention of marrying them. Yeah, and I would <laughs> add to when you put yourself in that situation, if you're hanging out with a girl or a guy, you know, depending on what you are, um, you're going to be enticed to have sex. You know, if you're making sure. out, mess, you know, mess, I mean, you might not even be totally into her. You're just kind of hanging out. Not, you don't want to marry her mm-hmm. and you're just hanging out and you're, you know, watching Netflix and you're going to chill. You know what I mean? You're going to end up in a situation that you're going to end up sleeping around. Yeah. And then that's going to open up a whole nother, you're messing with fire basically. Yeah. You're playing yeah. with fire. Okay. We have five minutes. There's two questions left, but I'm going to keep one for another radio show because it could, it, it could be a, a definitely a big conversation. Uh, I'll end it with this. How can I be in the world but not of it? It seems like it's, it's impossible task to achieve. Mm-hmm. So how can you be in it but not be consumed by it? Mm-hmm. it go for it. Go, go ahead, ahead, Damon. Yeah, because you know what? Actually, you're, you're from the band Set the Stun. Um, it's a mainstream band, and you're, in, you're basically doing it. So how do you do it? Um, there was a book written by A.W. Tozer. I think it's either called The Crucified Life or it's In the Pursuit of God. But he basically draws this out and he says, you cannot yet tread this world under your feet until you have set your affections on that world which is to come. Mm. I mean, you can't fully forsake this world mm. until you have a proper apprehension of what is to come. And we're told in Colossians, we're told set your affections on things above. Um, Jesus tells us to hide our treasures um, in heaven not on earth, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so um, it is a matter of one of the things that, that completely um, contains my life, and, and to be truthful, it is, um, it is a terror to me when I consider the judgment seat of Christ. 
Um, when I think about where it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it talks about, you know, every man's work will be tested, whether it be gold, silver, and mm-hmm. precious stone, yeah. or wood, hay, and stubble. And it talks about, you know, this isn't a, a judgment for the unbelieving world, right, which leads mm-hmm. to damnation, but there is a judgment to consider for the saints. It says, if your work is burned up, it says the believer will be saved, but as being saved by fire. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of my, one thing, especially considering, um, and I get emotional when I talk about it, considering my my responsibilities for my wife and for my children is I don't want in that day to be ashamed or to look back and know that I could have done more. Um, I could have, I could have done more um, for the not just for the kingdom, but in being faithful with what I have. And we look at the parable of the talents. It's not a matter of whether he has ten, five, or one. It's a matter of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. The increase, God doesn't need the increase because even in that parable, he says. I could have put my money in the bank and gotten an increase there, right? The master mm-hmm. says that. But it's about faithfulness, whether you have much or whether you have little. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we are seriously, and you have to ask the Lord, and the Lord is faithful to give you this. Give me, give me um, a true um, a, and, a, and a serious and a sober consideration for that which is to come. It says in Second uh, Timothy, he says, No man that warreth entangleth himself in the, in the affairs of this life, right? Mm-hmm. But, but that he may please the one who has enlisted him. And so when we really consider that, who has called us to this life, to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, um, this world can easily be forsaken, and, and you'll come to a place where you would forsake 10,000 worlds mm-hmm. um, for that which is to come because of who is um, seated on the throne of that place. Sick, man. Well, this show has been amazing, and I have another question for another time, so I'm going to have to get you guys back. Any last? I'm going to have everyone say a last word, 30 seconds last word, to encourage people. Who do you want to start with, ladies first, or come back around to you? Yes, come back. <laughs> yeah, a scripture that's been on my heart through multiple questions, and even what Damien just finished right now. It's found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome our world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. That's, that's, that's the answer right there. Overcoming the world is being born again in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to have victory in this life, no matter if the days are dark or whatever. You see the perspective that God's in control of my life. Being born of the Holy Spirit, you can ask God to forgive you and you can get filled with the Holy Spirit, but you have to have that refilling. You have to continue to be plugged into the power from heaven so you can have that power to overcome sin. And how it comes is through the Word of God. It's not just like, I gave my life to Jesus, I'm born again, let's go and do nothing with it. You will be right back. There'll be no transformation process basically in your life. Any last words? Um, yeah, the Proverbs say the godly man stumbles seven times, but he riseth up again. I like that. Um, to know that you are going to stumble and to know that God will ultimately use it for your good, for your pruning, right? When we abide in the true vine, he's going to prune us that we bear more fruit. Um, and when you take these things into consideration, Ephesians mm-hmm. chapter 1 tells us that we were called before the foundations of the world. <laughs> and to know that God has set you apart from even before the foundations of the world, yeah. that um, he has called you, and surely he who has called you will perfect that work. And mm-hmm. so um, to, to abstain from discouragement, just remember the one who has called you. It's all about him, and he perfects that work in you. You may stumble, but you rise up again. All right. We have a few minutes left. Um, Christina, 
You got 10 seconds. Okay. I just want to <laughs> Philippians. I just want to read Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is anything excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And just want to encourage everyone to continue to meditate on the word of God. And because that is where your encouragement and where your soul will be anchored through this time. And that is a wrap. We got 10 seconds left. I'm going to plug this. Sunday, March 27th, come party with us for the Whosoever's Unbelievable movie premiere and Lacey Sturm, lead singer from Flyleaf and In-N-Out Burger, get there. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.